When I was a kid, I would always lay awake at night and think through different scenarios and situations of my upcoming day and week. And I would find myself doing this so often that I would prevent myself from getting sleep. And sometimes I would go to school the next day and just have these like black circles underneath my eye to the point that I remember some teachers in high school asking if I got in a fight and got a black eye. But in reality, it was just that I struggled to get to sleep. Even though I don't find myself struggling like I did when I was a kid in that way, I did find myself the other day laying awake at night just thinking through the upcoming plans for this Christmas holiday. As of recording this, it's right before the week of Christmas, and I have plans to take a loved one down home for the very first time. And I'm really excited about this opportunity. And as I was laying there in my bed, I was just thinking through all the different places I would love to take this individual to show them where I grew up and different places that are just very beautiful in my hometown, my home area. And I thought about this one place that as of the last trip that I took down to South Carolina earlier in the year, I've only been to this place one time. And I remember the last time I was home, I took my little brother up to this place up in the mountains nearby for the very first time. And I remember as I was going to the mountains, I was just having all these questions in my mind of would this place be what I expect it to be from what I've seen in photographs. And when you haven't been somewhere before, it's kind of normal and natural, if anything, to have a little bit of anxiety and worry like, oh, man, is the payoff going to be worth what I'm putting in to this? And to my surprise, the place that we went was even better than what the photographs showed. It was a long drive, but we got up to the top of this mountain and took a little short hike. And the overview of what we saw down below was beautiful. And as I was laying there in the bed, I was just thinking about how this could be a place where I can take the loved one for the very first time, even though I've been there previously. And I was just thinking how, as I'm thinking through these plans, I'm not really anxious of these different places. And the reason why I'm not anxious is because I've been there before. And as I was just thinking through these different places that I could take this loved one, I knew in my mind that this person would be a little anxious of these different places I would be taking them. They would totally be anxious. Why? Because they've never been there before. And it hit me in that moment as I was laying there in bed how what I'm talking about is even more true to our creator, savior, and sustainer. Throughout the whole Bible, there's numerous reminders from our God to us to not fear, but to trust him to trust him with what he has planned for our lives, where he is taking us as we submit ourselves to him. I think about passages such as Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. When we travel through places that we've never been before, Our God is constantly reassuring us through his word. But if we don't go to his word, if we don't allow the word to hit our hearts, then our anxieties will rule even stronger and greater and louder than the truth. But heavy heart, I'm here to tell you today that the truth can set us free when instead of leaning on our own understanding, we acknowledge that our creator, savior, sustainer knows what he is doing and he is faithful to complete the good work that he has begun within us. 
no matter where today finds you, my hope and prayer is that we can lay down our anxieties to the future that we don't know and surrender to our God in the present, knowing that he is faithful to redeem the past and he is faithful to use every moment of the present to prepare us for what he has planned. Heavy heart, welcome to the Color and Chaos podcast. Welcome to the Color Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. My heart and prayer in this podcast is that no matter what difficulties, hardships, questions, doubts, and confusions that find you today, that we can rest knowing that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that can produce a color out of the chaos. So here, let's pray before we jump into this week's episode. Lord God, just thank you so much for who you are. Lord, thank you that you know where you are taking us. But Lord, as we lean into your word for this moment that we have together, Lord, let your word set us free. Let your word give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. And Lord, have your will and way within our lives. Jesus, you know what we've been through. You know the things that are on our heart and mind as we come to you today. But Lord, you can use all that we are in order for us to be able to be your instruments in such a broken, dark world. Lord, I pray for those that are enslaved by their anxieties, by worries, by questions, by fears and doubts and confusions. Lord, set us free so that we can be able to walk and to live in an abundance of joy that only can come through you. Jesus, thank you that you overcome this very same things that threaten to overcome us. And we don't have to be enslaved by fear. And it's in your name that we pray and we surrender, Jesus. Amen. Amen. As we talked about at the very beginning, we can rest when we realize that, Lord, you know where you are taking me. You know where you are taking me. Recently at our local church, our pastor gave a message and he was talking about how in the scripture, one of the words of Jesus, one of the descriptions of Jesus found in the Old Testament that was prophesying of his coming that was found in the New Testament, one of the descriptions of our God, our Messiah, is that he is mighty. He's a mighty warrior, that he fights for us. And he's talking about that whole idea of a mighty warrior. When you know our God is strong and able, it helps us not fear. And he gave a example found in the passage of Luke chapter two, where the angels meet the shepherds that were out by their flocks. And the first thing that the angel says to them is this, verse nine, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, do not be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. 
And my pastor went on to proceed to say that this passage is found very famously within the Charlie Brown Christmas. And every year on network television, Charlie Brown's Christmas is aired. And throughout the whole just television special, Charlie Brown knows that there has to be something more to Christmas than just gifts and all the other festivities that are going on. And there's a character named Linus, and Linus, he carries around this blanket, and he constantly has his blanket with him. And Linus approaches Charlie Brown, and he says, Charlie Brown, I know the meaning of Christmas. And it's kind of funny, this little kid with the little blanket, he steps on a stage and all the spotlights come on him and he starts reading through this passage in the scripture about the birth of Jesus. And he gets to this point right here in verse 9 through 11. And that moment where the angels tell the shepherds to fear not, I never noticed this before, but my pastor pointed out to us that in that moment, Linus, who always carried around a security blanket, in the moment where he was just saying what the angel was telling the shepherds about fearing not, Linus himself let that word hit his heart and dropped his blanket. And it hit me that in this life, security blankets will drop out of our hands when we realize that we don't have to fear. We don't have to fear. In the moments when our anxieties are threatening to get the best of us, we can drop our security blankets when we remember that our creator, savior, and sustainer yells to us through all of creation and through his word, yells to us to fear not, to fear not. Psalms 139 verse 5 through 6 says this, You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. We have a God that goes before us and he goes behind us as well. That he, outside of the present time that we find ourselves enslaved to and the past that we constantly look back to and the future that we are constantly anxious of, we have a God that stands not only with us now, but goes before us and he's leading us through what he himself has walked through. Not only can we trust Jesus through his word, but we can trust him through experience. As I was telling you at the very beginning of this episode of that memory of me going to that mountain, and because I've experienced the mountain, I don't have an anxiety of going to that mountain again because I know what the mountain holds. And likewise, in my life, as I look back, I can see how Jesus is faithful when I came to him with my nothing and he has provided for me every step of the way. Even though there's a lot of ways in my life that I did not expect to happen the way that they did, as I look back, I can see how the Lord has been faithful to do something and to complete something and to mold something within my heart that I know that I could not have done on my own. We have a God that uses the good and the bad of life in order to mold us more into his likeness, more into his image, in order for us to know him and to have a heart to make him known. And like this passage that Jesus says in Luke chapter 12, verse 32, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. He goes on before this to say, look, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will take care of itself. And I love how Jesus refers to us, to you and me as his little flock. 
When we recognize that we are all little kids at the feet of our Father, our Creator, Savior, Sustainer, we can humble ourselves and realize that, Lord, it is you that provides. I don't have to be anxious and wrapped around my own strength or my own provision or my own ability, but I can rest knowing, Lord, that you, you will take care of me and lead me in your way. This goes back to the passage that we read at the very beginning of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, where the author is saying, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. We can know that he is going to provide for us when we know the person of Jesus. And when Jesus tells us not to be afraid, we are sheep in his flock And he is pleased to provide for his children. Even though sometimes his provision doesn't look the way that we expect, may our expectations not blind us from what the Lord is trying to produce within our hearts and the provision that he's trying to accomplish through our lives and circumstances. So often when our expectations of what we expected the Lord to do don't line up, we tend to think that the Lord is not present, nor does he care. But heavy heart, no, our God cares. And the proof of his care for you and for me is found in what he has done in sending himself to a broken world, redeeming it through his sacrifice, his sinless sacrifice, in order for us to no longer be a slave to our sin and death that we are born and subjected to in this broken world. But we can overcome that through his resurrection, through his strength, through his victory, Through his abundance, we are made whole. That is how we are able to not have fear. Other passages throughout the scripture that yell to us the whole reality that we don't have to fear is found in passages such as Romans chapter 15, verse 13, where the author Paul says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Psalms 27 verse 1 says this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Who should I be afraid? He is the stronghold of our life. Either the psalmist is just saying what he wants to believe or he's speaking from experience. And I remember in my life that I always thought before I came to Jesus, I always thought that when other people talk about their experiences with Jesus, I wanted the experience that they had, but I never thought that I could have that experience. I thought it's only for the super spiritual or is only for a certain type of individual. Those are only the people that the Lord reveals himself to. But I was so foolish because that was not true. And when I was there in my room at 17, June 2011, when I was broken and I realized the weight of my own sickness and depravity and my own need for a savior, I cried out to the name of Jesus with a little bit of faith that I could hold in that moment. But I cried out to Jesus because I realized that I could not just put faith in myself because faith in myself has got me to this pit. But I was going to have to place my faith upon him because he's the only one that has claimed to overcome what I cannot overcome. And in that moment, I cried out the name of Jesus and I literally said, Lord, if you can do something with my life, you can have it. 
And I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, in that moment, my brokenness, my lack of hope, my despair turned into peace, to joy, to an abundance of hope and revival within my heart, within my life. I went from death to life. And the only way that I can explain that is through the name of Jesus, that we have a God that is still resurrecting what is dead within us, but it only comes through hearts that cry out to him and him alone. I didn't cry out upon my own strength. I cried out upon the name of Jesus, the one that has overcome our fear and our hurt and our brokenness. Other passages such as Psalms 34 verse 4 says this, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, Paul says this, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, Joshua says this, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 13. For God says this, For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, Fear not. I am the one who helps you. Each and every one of us in our own way is obsessed with time, yet we fail at times to realize that our God holds all of time in his hands. But instead of us being worried and anxious over what we do not hold, may we submit all of our ways to the God who holds it, knowing that he can make our path straight, that he is faithful to complete the good work that he has started in us. We are anxious over what we do not hold, yet we have an invitation to hold the hand of the God who holds what so many of us are struggling to understand. But heavy heart, let go. May we let go. We don't hold on to it. Let's let go of the mirage that we are the captains of this ship. But may we instead invite the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords into the narrative of our life that he already has in his hands, but to take his hands and with the holes in our heart, may we place our hold heart into the hands of holes that were nailed on the cross for you and for me. Psalms 46 verse 10 says this, God says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. Heavy heart, may we let go and trust that our God is able and will walk us through each and every moment as we submit our ways to him, being anxious for nothing as I submit my ways to you. When I was laying there in bed, I was just hit with the reality that, Lord, who am I to be anxious of what tomorrow holds when you hold it? Lord, you've proven yourself faithful. You are either who you say you are or you're not. My anxieties do not tell the truth. My worries do not tell the truth. Just like 
If I was riding in the car with someone who has never been to a place before, but I've been to that place, I would reassure them saying, just trust me. Trust me and know that I care for you. I'm not going to take you anywhere that I do not know and do not have a confidence that will not be good. I've been where we're going. Trust me, where we're going are good. It's good, and it may not be what you expect, but I promise you it is good. It is good, but you have to trust me. You have to trust me. If the person that is in the car with me as we're going to that mountain overlook is anxious and worried, the only thing that is going to be a result of that worry and that anxiety is missing out on the beautiful journey that is ahead of us. Heavy heart, may we not miss out on this beautiful journey of the present by being anxious over what we do not control. But may we say, God, give us a wisdom. Help us not miss out on what you want to do with today. Lord, help me see today as a gift and not flippantly treat this day as something that I'm entitled to. But Lord, may I submit my ways today to you, knowing that, Lord, you are the safest place to be. And even though the safety that I am longing for and desiring for my present isn't necessarily going to be found in the way that this world defines safety, but it's safe. Why? Because you are with me and you are the leader. You are the great shepherd and you are able, you are faithful to complete the good work that you have begun within me. One of my mentors, Dr. Terry Powell, he was previously on this podcast on episode 134. I I encourage you to go check out that episode. But one of my mentors, I remember him telling me that each and every one of us, besides enrolling in academic curriculums within our lives or education, that we all are enrolled in a divine curriculum. A curriculum through the pain, the trials, the loneliness that life will bring. And in the wake of all of these things that are undesirable in our life, it brings us a wisdom and perspective and a humility. It just hit me recently that the only way that we can receive the blessings of these enrollments that we are in, these divine curriculum, these courses, these difficulties, these loneliness, all this other stuff, the only way that we can only reap blessings of these enrollments is if we do not drop out. Our anxiety, worries, doubts, and confusions are yelling to us, telling us lies to drop out. That it'll be better if we weren't here. It'll be better if we wouldn't follow after our God and trust him and submit all of our ways to him, knowing that he will provide for us. And these lies are telling us to not keep walking with our God, but instead walk on our own, that we can do this through our strength, through our wisdom, through all of our ability, that we can produce the results that we are longing for. And instead of trusting a God that we can't see with a future that we can't see, with things that we long for being tangible, instead of trusting what we cannot see, may we trust ourselves and make ourselves God. And in these lies, so often in our anxieties, worries, doubts, and confusions we inscribe to, we miss out on the blessings that our God is, is, is trying to lavish upon his children. And as I was looking back over my journals recently, I found a quote from an author. His name is Kenneth Boa, and he says this, In one of his books, and I wrote down his quote, he says this, 
As we grow to know and love God, we learn that we can trust his character, promises, and precepts. Whether he asks us to avoid something, it is because he knows it is not in our best interest. And whenever he asks us to do something, it is always because it will lead to a greater good. If we are committed to following hard after God, we must do the things he tells us to do. But the risk of obedience is that it will often make no sense to us at the time. It is countercultural to obey the things the Holy Spirit reveals to us in the scriptures. Radical obedience sometimes flies in the face of human logic, but in these times, our loving Father tests and reveals the quality of our trust and dependence on Him. Our great task in this spiritual life is to will to do His will, to love the things He loves, and to choose the things He sets before us for our good. Heavy heart, whenever He asks us to avoid something, it's because He knows it is not in our best interest. And whenever he asks us to do something, it's always because it will lead to a greater good. As I was just reading back over previous journals of earlier in this year, of 2021, as I'm recording this, as I was reading back over my previous journals, there were some things that just stood out to me, a a common thread amongst what the Lord has been doing and showing in my heart this year. And what he has been showing me is this, that in the little that I know, And the little that you know and the little that we know, despite the weaknesses that we hold, our God knows us and our God cares. Our God is faithful to be trusted to lead us. Heavy heart, our God can be trusted to lead us. I can visualize in my head the overlook on that mountain, the beautiful overlook, I can see it in my head. How much more does our creator, savior, sustainer, the God of all the galaxies that I don't even know of, how much more can he see the plans that he has for us? Jeremiah 29 verse 11 is a famous passage that many of us like to quote. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you to have a hope and a future for you, to not to harm you, to lead you. There's this passage that we like to quote. Sometimes we can miss out on the whole reality that I know the plans I have for you. Sometimes we get so obsessed about whatever those plans are that we forget that no matter what those plans are, even though we may not deem whatever he has planned to be good, if he says it is good, then it is. At the end of the day, Lord Only you know what you're preparing our hearts for. And even though there's many things in this life that do not go the way that we had planned, God, may we submit all of our ways to you. May we trust you, lean not on our own understanding, but follow you, knowing that, God, you can see what you're doing even when I cannot. I wanted to close out this episode with a prayer. And this prayer I recorded as I was laying there in the bed, as I was just having this kind of revelation about, Lord, you know, you know what you're doing. You know where you're taking me. You know where you're taking us. As I was laying in bed, I had a, um, a, a live stream going from the International House of Prayer out of Kansas City. And this is a place where 24-7, there's just ongoing prayer and worship. And as I was laying there in bed and I was just like writing down all these things that were coming to my mind about, Lord, you know where you're taking me. This this woman was praying in the background. And immediately I thought like, oh man, 
Lord, Lord, I need to record this because there's somebody that needs to hear this prayer. There's somebody that needs to know that they are being prayed over. And so I recorded this prayer and my hope and my prayer in this prayer is that it will meet you where you are. Heavy heart, our God is glorious. He holds all of our life in his hands and he is faithful to complete the work that he's begun in us. May we trust him with what he's trying to prepare in our heart. And instead of fighting him and leaning on our own strength or our own understanding, may we be anxious for nothing, but say, Lord, I'm bringing all of my hurt, all of my questions, all of my prayers to you, knowing that you hear and you care. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. Give us a depth and a passion that can only come through placing our hand in yours and leaning not on our own understanding, but acknowledging that you are faithful. You are faithful and you know what you're doing and you know where you're leading me. Yes, Father, we, we just thank you that your love for us does not have to do with if we've been good or had a good day or a bad day or if we messed up. Lord, I thank you that your love comes from you, that you love even your enemies, Lord, that you you do not deny yourself, you don't change, you don't give or take your love as a way to manipulate or a way to punish. Lord, you are so different than anyone we've ever known. Lord, we thank you that your love is clean and it's strong and you don't know how to be anything different so I pray for believers in this city that are that are having a difficult time receiving your love because they don't feel like they've been good enough or they they're they're feeling shame or they're they're feeling unworthy or accused or or the enemy's just lying to them or they've been been hurt by others. Lord, I pray that you would come with that love that is that is so different and that you would come and bring healing, Lord, that you would bring low shame and accusation and lies. Lord, I thank you that your love that has has is more powerful than anything in darkness, that your love overcomes all evil and it's stronger than than any waves and and and, and winds of of the storms that come in life or anything in our circumstances. Lord, we just proclaim the beauty, the power of your love that's based on you and not on us over the whole church in this city. Lord, let the weight of it rest like a blanket on our hearts today. Lord, I pray that as believers wake up as they go to church today that that you would even surprise them with your presence, that you would surprise them with just feeling the tenderness of your affection towards them. Lord, I thank you for that promise in your word that nothing can separate us from your love. Nothing past or present or future. Death can't. Hell can't. Demons can't. Lord, circumstances, nothing can cut us off from your love. So I pray that you would just invade circumstances today, Lord. Cut through fog today. Cut through any cloud of darkness over a believer's heart, Lord. And just break in with the light of your love today. 
Lord, we believe that you are a good father, that you don't change and you love to pour out who you are on us, especially when we forget. So God, we just ask for you to do what's in your heart. We ask for you to just be yourself towards your children in this city. Lord, we ask in Jesus' name, pour out your love on us. Thank you. 